Greetings. Welcome to the Papa Pank Podcast. I'm Jalen Clark Owens, and this is my friend and my co-host, Justin Jane. There's a lot of gray in the world. We think it needs a little more pink. A Papa Pank. We are Philly-based, multi-hyphenated, and award-winning actors taking on all things arts and culture in this joy-forward and ever-playful variety podcast. You are listening to one of our bonus episodes, which we like to call Pank Popbacks. We will gradually release these older episodes until all live episodes are uploaded to this podcast platform. We welcome you, our Pank Poplas, both old and new. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate y'all. With that, let's pop back to our April 29th, 2020 episode. This is one of my favorite segments. <laughs> it is called Papa Drank. Papa Drank. You ready, Justin? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, here we go. Get your glass so we can clank. It's time for that. Papa Drank. Papa Drank. <laughs> Papa Drank. Papa Drank. Papa Drank. And cheers. Cheers. And, and cheers. And arriba, abajo, centro, centro. Jaylee, what are you drinking in that wine glass? This is Zamora. Ooh, Zamora, how is she doing? <laughs> Zamora. The more you drink, the more you want. <laughs> That's why, that's why she's the wordsmith of the two. You just <laughs> spinning magic out of midair. What are you drinking, Justin? I'm being classy for our classy guest coming up, Davi Diggs. I am drinking a gin and tonic. Yes, gin and tonic. To our segment called Tickled Pank. And this is where we talk about something that has us tickled pink this uh, week, something that got us really excited or happy, maybe pop culture, that kind of thing. I have been really tickled by my students who are like trucking through all this. And all of some people, some of you out there are online and you're really trying. And I can't tell you how much that makes me feel good. But um, the real thing that is like getting me through the week is seeing recaps of our past Instagram stories, which there are five seasons dating back to 2016. Dating back to 2016. 2017. There's Octoroon ones up there. What? Yes. We're, I'm filming you and you're dancing in the hallway, doing some step in. We'll talk about this on another episode. But um, I have loved watching these. And uh, it's just, I'm a prankster. And uh, and Jaylene is really easy to, to get sometimes. Um, and then what I'm watching this week, I'm watching this show called Beastars, which is this Netflix like anime show about a drama club. But all of the characters are animal, human animals. Google, oh. that seems of interest to you. And I've been going back and watching Making It. The old, like, uh, it's a reality TV show with Amy Poehler as the host, and, and it's all these people, like, crafting stuff. It's just, like, yeah. the, just the perfect escape that I need right now. Jaylene, yeah. what is tickling you, Pank, this week? Oh, I am tickling Pank by all the uh, versus stuff, the, the battles. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Teddy Riley and... 
<laughs> and Babyface did a versus the other day and they had loads of technical difficulties. It was very much so like watching your parents or your grandparents trying to understand social media. Um, and I just, I had such a great time laughing at them, looking at the memes, all of this stuff. And then Karma came back to bite me in my behind because of last week's Papa Pank episode featuring the wonderful James Imes was plagued, plagued with technical difficulties. <laughs> 30 minutes of us just struggling on the computer going, what, are we live? Are we live? I think we're live. I don't know. I don't know. Let's get back on. Are you, are we live? And Jaylene is freaking out in a way that is, she, I'm sure she was crying off camera. It was, was that. It was. Oh. But it just it just showed, you know, sometimes you just gotta laugh. These technic this we are living in a time um where, you know, exactly. <laughs> Zoom can be difficult. Okay. So difficult. We are living in a time where we have to do all these virtual things and sometimes it messes up. Um but I will not laugh, I will not laugh at Uncle Teddy or Uncle Face again because <laughs> I encourage you all to go back to our last episode, episode four, and go to minute 10.30, and that's when we start doing this. And Jaylene dives into an improvised monologue about how she will enter rooms now whenever people are laughing at like an old person trying to figure it out and, uh, and just cry on their behalf. You do not know how hard that is. We're now on StreamYard. We are not on Zoom right now. And StreamYard, for those of you that don't know this yet, we are putting it out in the world. StreamYard is slick. Look at look at all this. Look at all this. Jaylene, look at our new digs. You'll soon see our David digs. But look at these digs that we have. David digs and these digs. It feels nice. So go do yourself a favor. Look up StreamYard. See, maybe you might want to switch from Google Meet and, and Zoom to that. But they're all the same. They're all the same. <laughs> okay. My last thing that has me tickle pink. Yes. I am tickled pink about like shows. Like there are great shows on now, but also great shows that are coming up that uh, have me very tickled pink or that are returning. So there's a show that's returning. I can't wait for it to return. Holy moly. I don't know if y'all are up on that, but it is a extreme version of mini golf. And <laughs> I love mini golf and I didn't know about this show till Jaylene told me right now about this. And uh, I I can't wait. A reality mini golf TV show. It's it's quite hilarious. Um and then I am so excited for Snow Piercer coming to TNT. Snow Piercer coming to TNT. I'm so excited for that and the musical animated comedy. Um, Central Park. Mm -hmm. And these two shows feature our special guests. So we might as well just go into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We might as well go into the segment. Segment pop in with Papa Pank. Those of you that tuned in last week, as we said before, we had James Imes, playwright, award-winning playwright, director, actor, and we are so so proud to have uh, David Diggs with us. Jaylene, tell us a little bit about David. All right. In case you don't know, you've been living under a rock or whatever, whatever. <laughs> let me tell you about David Diggs. Let me let me get the bio right. Okay, here we go. All right, so. Mr. Dottie Jakes, 
is a Tony Award winning, Grammy Award winning rapper, actor, and producer. David is widely known for originating the roles of Thomas Jefferson and Marquis de Lafayette in the Broadway sensation, Hamilton. You might have heard of it. Heard of her? <laughs> and David is also going to be in a show coming up called Snowpiercer on TNT, which he will tell us a little bit more about that in a second. He is my lyrical mentor, an all-around cool person. I want y'all to give it up. I hope wherever you are, you are doing a drum roll. Drum roll. On the drum rolling while I get myself together here. All right. Here he comes. The moment you've been waiting for, Mr. David, <laughs> I I never do nothing unless you introduce me again. That's it. <laughs> Hi, What's up, guys? Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's so Thank nice you. to have you here. Oh, what you got for your papa drink? Pink, pink drinks. Uh. This is a little uh uh frozen strawberry margarita. You feel me? Um, yeah. I my collar one time. We, had, you know. Yes. Emmy went ahead and made this. That's a lovely strawberry margarita downstairs, and it's. Mm. Mm. Can I just? <laughs> Can we just talk about how Davi came through with the pink hat? Look. Yeah. You and gave a me a. I have to thank you guys for giving me a reason to put clothes on. I like, I cannot, I actually can't thank you enough. I was so excited. I got the little email. If you want to wear a pop of pink and I, I ran to the closet. I was like, okay, the hat, am I going to wear the pink shirt? I'm going to wear the pink shirt. Is the tie, like, it's not really pink, but I think it's going to offset. You don't even know. Like I'm fully. Ooh, boy, I'm trying to tell you to the shoes, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Boy. <laughs> You don't, don't give me a theme. Listen, <laughs> people are loving the outfit, okay? Oh That's my homie Gungeon. You just posted. Uh, oh, yeah. Gungeon's comment. Gungeon, uh, if you go back and listen to an old album of mine that's just sitting on Bandcamp called Small Things to a Giant, Gungeon produced like half that album. Amazing. Uh, he's a, he's a on, monster Gungeon. producer. Give it up for Gungeon. Here's <laughs> to you. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Justin. Yeah, take it away. Justin, uh, by the way, gin and tonic is. I'm a I'm a huge gin drinker, so oh, really? I I appreciate the nod for that. This is that. bottom shelf, but it tried to put it in the fanciest glass that I had. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the liquor stores in Philly and Pennsylvania right now are closed, so it's ration time. Oh man, we get our booze delivered. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we don't play. We had this. We're gonna go through all of the booze in the in the cabinet, so there's no reason to buy any. And uh, we went through it way faster. Turns out, uh, turns out the biggest thing stopping me from drinking before noon was like the threat of having to drive somewhere. Yeah. But once you once you remove that from the equation, like it could be ten thirty. New normal. Listen, I'm here for New it. Normal. So, David, the things that we usually, the first thing we usually ask our guests when they know us is how they met us and what their first impressions of us were. But we <laughs> just met. I'm so delighted about that. But you and Jaylene actually have a history. So, can you yes. tell everybody out there 
how you first met Jaylene and what your first impression was of her. I'm dying yeah. to hear this. Jaylene is a is a bars alum. Uh, so she's we uh, myself and Rafael Casal we we run a a program out of the public theater called Bars, and um, Jaylene was in our last cohort that we had, and so we met. I met her before she met me because they everyone had to send in uh, audition tapes. And and a pretty like extensive application process, um, and so and Jaylene's was was brilliant. She did this piece that was. <laughs> I don't, have you ever done the like? Uh, that's clearly a piece you've had in the back pocket for a while. You should you should do it for you should do like ten seconds of it for the Papa Pink folks. It's it's fantastic, <laughs> but it was like a it was a no brainer to try and get her in the program. And I said this to everybody the first day, but we don't, we don't let anybody in that program who we're not super like geeked off of. So by the time I met Jaylene, I was already a fan. And so I was like a little starstruck to meet her <laughs> and to like have her in class. Um, so that was awesome. I remember Jaylene freaking oh out and that, that whole application process was happening. And then when the prospect was happening, in, in a way that I've never seen Jaylene before, of just like, there's something that might happen. I can't tell you, but it might happen. <laughs> so just, just know. I can't tell you, but something might happen. Oh my god, we couldn't, have, we couldn't have done it without you. It was, it was really, and this was a very special cohort for me. I haven't had, I, I've because of like, just the nature of my life. I haven't been able to be super present in a lot of them. I've been like sort of the floating member, and this time the roles were reversed, and Rafa was sort of floating, and I got to I got to really be there for most of it. Um, and so, really, since the second time we did it, this is the I, I haven't got to do that. So, like, I'm y'all are kind of like my I don't know. You're, I'm I feel very close to y'all. <laughs> like, your first impression of David. Uh, my first impression was, oh my God, that is Zabby Diggs. Um, <laughs> and he legit said what he said in our meeting. Like he told us how he was starstruck to meet all of us. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? You're starstruck. And like, I, 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 I am starstruck right now. Um, it was, you know, I, I've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack so many times, trying my hardest to, to rap guns and shits. Um, <laughs> And so it was just amazing to just be like, okay, yeah, we're in the room. Okay, so we're doing this. We are doing this for real. We are here. And I just, I was I was very honored um, to be in the same space and to be meeting David. And just after just hearing him talk for a bit, I was like, this is a cool guy. Like, he's very humble. He's just, just. Diggs, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for making that program. It's so awesome. I saw the Midnight Show, and that oh, was yeah. on point. I was like, was amazing, right? And it was so fun. And I'm just like, every young artist out there needs to know about bars and apply and go see it. It's it's really, really an awesome, awesome special thing. So thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you. Yeah, we're waiting to see, you know. The, everything's in flux, but uh, we it will happen again, and we'll we'll put applications up, and Jaylene will be as involved as she wants to be, and like we'll you know I mean it's it's uh but yeah it was it was really special. It's hard, like I don't want to get like right, you can attest to that. Like it's not a game, and I think like people come in kind of thinking it's a game sometimes, and then they leave. Like this was it. It's it's a lot of work, and I am sort of in awe of what what you guys did. The that show was one of the best we've ever had. So. Gabby, thank you. It was it was an amazing program, and if you are a rapper, lyricist, poet, make sure you look into the Bards Workshop. 
like you said, you know, with coronavirus, we don't know what's happening. Things are pushed back, blah, blah, blah. But make sure you set your notifications so that when it's ready, you ready. Okay, so Davi Diggs. One of the segments that we just finished doing was Tickled Pank. So we want to know, oh, yeah. what has you tickled, Pank? What is something that has been bringing you joy over the last week or over the quarantine or whatever you'd like yeah. to share? <clears throat> Uh, I was listening to you guys. I mean that 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 Teddy Riley babyface battle was really special. You are correct. Yeah. It was really, it was really because Teddy Riley was ready to go. <laughs> he had the whole concert set up. Um, yes, he did. It also was kind of like a great. It's sort of how I feel on social media. It was like the representation of what I feel like all the time. Like I'm, <laughs> you know. Um, so it was it was good. Um, I also was a huge fan of the, of the, um, the T-Pain Lil John one. That's, that was my one. That one went crazy. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm loving the battles. Um, I've been, uh, uh I, me and my girl have been like having little like projects, like watching projects, like, oh, all right, now we're going to rewatch all of the Daniel Craig james bond movies right <laughs> just like we just finished that we started the mission impossible uh you know <laughs> and those those have been really fun uh rediscovering settlers of Catan. oh yeah of you guys are like gaming fans because online version yeah you can play it online which is why we got back into it and then there's a we ordered the game there's a two-person version that i didn't even know existed yeah. uh like so we we were playing that the other night so that's that's been cool. Board games are like a good. Wait, hold on. What is it called? Settlers of Catan. Anybody in the comments who's like a, a board game person, you should fill Jaylene in. Jaylene, really, we're gonna play someday. <laughs> it's like based on you build like villages and settlements, and it's based on a bartering system. And you can barter in any way you want. Some people are really honest, some people are really deceitful and play a game. But you're at the end of the game, you just have to have the big the most roads and the most towns. So settlers of Catan. Is getting a really nice plug right now, and we'll play yeah, it. Yeah, definitely play it. It's it's super fun. It takes the learning curve is kind of steep. It takes it it's it's uh, the first time you learn it. It it's a it's a lot to hold in your brain, but you get used to it. Um, so yeah, I'm, we also have a we have an endless or a quarantine length game of gin rummy going on right now. Uh, speaking of gin, which uh, <laughs> yeah, which I am I am. I gotta say, not to, you know, but I'm I'm killing it right now. I'm I'm ahead by like 500 points in the tally right now because I don't things I don't can fuck around when it comes to. It, I mean, it's a long quarantine, so like I try not to get cocky, but I'm a little bit. You feel me? I, I you know, I'm doing my thing. That's yeah. uh, I got questions about um, your career because it's so varied and wildly different and some <laughs> artists you know and especially in our communities and uh, as theater people it's like you get pigeonholed into one certain genre one certain thing uh, but you know we've seen you on the big screen on broadway on television producing rap albums how do you maintain being like this malleable uh i'm old and stuck in my ways like <laughs> i'm 38 you know had had like like an and Hamilton didn't happen until I was whatever, 35, 34. So like, I, I think about this all the time, actually. If, 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 that, if that moment where, where like a, 
a, a large amount of people started knowing my name had happened much, much earlier, like it does for some people, I don't know that I would be as have been able to maintain being as diverse of an artist as I as I have been, but it, I am old enough to know that that's really important to me, and um, and I also have collaborators who I make really good shit with, and I don't, you know, and so I don't, I'm not looking for that. Like I am happy to work with other people. I'm excited when I meet new people to work with, but I don't need people to create right now. Like I have, um, I have like great a great artistic community that continues to grow through the ways that that we know how to grow it through through bars and through making music with people and through introductions of you know meeting justin through jaylene like that's now we're family so that's you know that's the way that i always knew how to make art when nobody cared what i was making right you just make it with the people who are recommended by the people you fucks with, you know? So, um, so that's, and I, I'm used to working that way. And so I, I I still work that way and, um, and it's, it's worked out for me so far. And and it's been nice to, you know, use the, whatever moment I'm in where people answer my calls, like it's been nice to, uh, be able to turn the spotlight a little bit over to, cause I, I get offers for more things than I can possibly do, which is, you know, for the for the moment knock on everything that won't last but like it's it's cool right now um but i know a lot of people who can who should be known so i try i try my best to sort of just point point the the spotlight at at places where i think it will work you know and um and so yeah it's it's been really nice and i'm i i do um i also have just a great team i sort of lucked it i never had any representation before hamilton but um because for me, that's Lynn's my friend. You know, it was the same. Hamilton for me was the same thing as everything I've ever done. Was my friend was like, "I'm doing a play. Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "All right." Uh, but like, so after you know, after that, when people, I, I you know, there was business associated with my business. Like I, you know, I happened sort of happened into to some really great people who understand that that is really important to me and who are, you know who get have their eyes on everything before I would ever have a chance to know about it. So they can also lead me in interesting directions and be like, Hey, I heard about this thing. It's really weird, but you might be into it. And like, you know, they, they get me. So nine times out of 10, I am really into it. So I'm, I'm very lucky. Yes. I think that's so important. Like what you talked about two things, one about the age that you were when you did Hamilton, like that's just showing you, be ready so you don't have to get ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You can continue to be working on your craft. And so when the moment came, you were ready. You've been writing, you've been rapping, you've been doing all these things. So when the moment presented itself, you were ready. And you're never too old or whatever. Like that's very encouraging to me, honestly. Um, <laughs> as someone who is also in my 30s, you know, in continuing on this artistic path, you know, this can be a very challenging business. It can be a business where you can get stuck or you can feel like, oh, you know, I'm in my 30s. This is never going to happen. Um, but just being encouraged and keep doing your thing in the moment will come. And then the second thing that I really love that you said was maintaining those relationships that you have with other people. You know, you you were in a position, you, Lynn is your friend. You say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Yeah, I'm down. Help your friends out with your projects. You know, if you have a project... Killer Whale, doing Killer Whale was just hmm. me 
and my friends came together and wrote that play. And we have been doing that play since 2011. It just speaks to building the relationships. Literally, one of my one of the people in that group, Hollis Heath, I've known her since I was four years old. Like maintaining connections is a beautiful thing. Utilize your network. You don't always have to get the plug or be like, oh, I gotta wait till this top person uh, finds me in order to succeed. No, who do you have around you that you can use um, to create your own stuff? So thank you for saying that. I, I just, yeah, I think that- We wouldn't exist if we weren't friends, Jaylene, and all, yeah. the shows, and all the shows that we've done. And James is our, our Lin-Manuel Miranda. He keeps writing roles for us. He's watching <laughs> keep writing roles for people of color and for Jaylene and I specifically, please. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's very important to sort of, you know, continue to reassess your definition of success and what that and what that means. Like I, I, um, I used to be really stressed out about being on, and I had never taken the time to define what on was. I didn't know what that meant at the time, you know. Um, but I, and when once I started assessing that, I was like, well, you know what? I have been an artist professionally most of my life, and like I, I've. I've had to do other things to supplement sometimes, but then sometimes I haven't, and that's rarefied air. And like I've always done, almost always done things I was proud of, yes. um, or at least that I thought were gonna be dope when I started. So I mean, like it, it, it's you know that to me is a is kind of like the most successful thing about my career is that I've actually I've produced a ton of art most people have not seen the vast majority of my artistic career. I do, I've done a lot of plays, like they're site specific, you only, you know? Um, so like, I, but I'm, I'm extremely proud of, of getting to work and all that. And I also am very proud of the fact that I continue to grow and learn. Like I, I don't, you know, I, I always, I am, I'm fortunate now to, to get to say yes to things because I haven't done them before, because I think they're going to be really hard. Um, and like, I'm not sure if they will be successful, you know, Snowpiercer, I've never been the lead of a, of a TV show before. Uh, it's yes. hard. That is very a good segue, cause that's my next question. <laughs> Please tell us about all the wonderful things. So as Justin said, your career has, you are very malleable. You've been, you've been on the stage. You've been on the small screen, the big screen. We've seen you in blackish. We've seen you in films. What is coming up? Please let us know what is coming up, when it's coming out, when do we set our calendar? Well, yeah, the the the, the thing I have to mention is that May 17th, Snowpiercer is coming to TNT. And I'm, oh, God damn, Jaylene, come on. <laughs> Beasting over Stay here. Right, so you don't have to get ready. Yo. <laughs> That was so cold. Um, yeah, the snowbeards are coming to TNT May seventeenth. It's um, it's a wild ride, man. And we're you know we're we've shot a lot of season two, so it's actually weird. I'm like I do hours of press for it every day these days because we're we're doing we're like essentially press junketing right now, but remotely. So like I'm on Zoom all day long or on the phone or whatever. Um. But it's always it's a little crazy to talk about because I, I have to remember things that we're not working on, so I don't right. tell everything that happens in the first season. But because <laughs> um, we've been working on this show for four years, damn near, you know, like what? Um, yeah, it's been. You need to know the movie to see the show. 
you don't need to. Um, you should see the movie because, like, I, I, I hope after, uh, after, after Parasite, everybody is going and watching everything Director Bong's ever made it, because, like, there's like a, there's a like a undeniable master of craft, like living in real time right now, still producing and like kind of in a midpoint of his career. Yeah. And so it's so fun to get to watch that trajectory. And then also you're going to get to see what happens next. And that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Like you, it's, it's crazy to get to, you know, recognize that that's happening right now. And that, and, um, you know, and Snowpiercer is a great, a, a really fun film and a very different film than, than Parasite. But, um, the, it, you know, the world that, that he built that's based on, on a series of graphic novels, um, that everybody should also read if they feel like they're great as well, uh, are, is, is incredibly compelling. So like getting to hang out and spend time in that world and develop it further. And it has nothing that it's a, it's just the same setup. The TV show is the same setup as both the graphic novels and the film, but, but different storylines, different characters, you'll see some, some similarities sometimes, but like, it's, it's all, it's borrowing from the same source material, but it's its own self-contained thing. And if you haven't seen or read any of that, you will have no problems with this. Um, does a good job of setting it up. I cannot wait, and you're the star. Like, okay, it's gonna. I be am a star. It's a very, it's an ensemble cast, and it's and it's a brilliant cast. It's actually some of. I mean, they've become. We've spent so much time together over the years. Now they've become like um, an extended family to me. But but really, really brilliant people, and really dedicated to trying and make sure that everything in this crazy world is also grounded. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one thing I really appreciate about this particular group of actors is that uh, we spend so much time asking questions on set, mm -hmm. which I think is is sort of rare for TV, both from mm -hmm. a, from an actor perspective and from a from a production standpoint to leave the time for that, mm -hmm. to or and for actors to insist on it to be like we're to, I I understand that you're on a schedule we're not shooting this scene until I understand the scene so every theater thing. Yeah, to it is. ask questions and actually get them answered and dive into the text and yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's great to be around that. Um, so yeah, that's the shit. Uh, you mentioned Central Park, which is fucking fantastic, man. It's so fun. Um, <laughs> we got you covered. We got you covered. Jaylene got you covered. It's so crazy. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's super fun. Josh Gad created the show, like. Um, uh, Lauren Bouchard, who who created Bob's Burgers, is is you know also one of the creators of it, and it's um when I tell like it's so fun. Leslie Odom Jr. is a star. It's got like a ton of incredible talent in it, a ton of incredible people writing songs. Rafael Casal has written songs for the show. Like it, it's uh it's a real like family affair, but it is it's so much fun. Um, and the music is like it's a it's a for real musical and i think that's i don't know for me that's the part that it's a it's a great show without it with it it's like on a, on a totally other plane to me from any cartoon for television i've ever seen it's it's really and so that's and it's fun it's just fun to be a part of yeah uh, we have just two more questions for you i've got one and i'm gonna let the viewers out there ask a question we're gonna just choose one of your questions so make it a good one and so while i ask this one go ahead and type yours in the comments yes start start asking your questions, My question is, I'm so sorry. 
um, David, is um, all of us are artists here, and we're um, there's a lot of other fellow artists w watching right now. There's particularly a lot of university students and artists just entering the field, especially at this weird time. So it's just this this generic question of what advice do you have for young artists entering the field, as well as mid-career artists who are your peers? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it, it, you know, I, we went over it a little bit. The advice I most commonly give is to stop sweating the timeline and and let, you know, throw that out of your mind and just artists make art. And so like, if you spend a whole lot of time wondering about the, how, you know, how many people know you're making art, you're, you're spending a lot less time making art. Um, <laughs> but this particular situation, um, has been one that's interesting for me. And I think for everybody, it feels like a, a lot of people and artists in particular are starting to sort of reassess the why. Um, and it, so in this time period, I think it's a good, it's a good time to do that. I think it is a good time to try and, and really explore why you are making art yeah. and, um, and try to figure out what the, what the things that are really important for you to say are. And I, I, particularly when we're like day to day hustling, like trying to get a gig, go, doing a hundred auditions a week, sending in self tapes, whatever, whatever, whatever the, mm -hmm. your particular artist hustle is, you start getting like real job thirsty, but not really art thirsty. And okay. like, uh, you, you know, I think using this as a time to sort of check back in with the things that are important to you it's it's important to be intentional about what you make and and i think it also helps you know there was a time period in my life when i was i was doing i was back to back with plays and um i could i i you know i felt sort of artistically fulfilled on one hand but i wasn't i wasn't uh making a lot of music and I had never really been on tour. And I just started saying to myself, like, this is what I want to do. I want to I want to do like a substantial tour and I want to make more music. And I just kept saying it. And like a big part of what I've realized about my journey has been like about um, you have to identify as what you want to be. Right? Like you can't, it's, it's not a passive thing. You have to be active about it. So like, I, I, it took a long time for me to identify as a rapper. That felt like a weird thing to say, especially for someone who's like starting to leave their twenties. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like everybody I grew up with is a rapper. So that doesn't really, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but coming back around to that and really starting to identify as that, almost immediately after deciding this is what I'm going to do. And like on all of my social media, uh, I just wrote like in the bio, I wrote, I write rap songs. Like that's, that was across the, I was just, this was my way of, of saying this to myself. And within a year I was, you know, I was our band clipping signed to sub pop and we, and I was touring in Europe, which I'd never done before. And I was, you know, like, you have to, and it was, in, it's intentional. Even when you don't feel that it's intentional, you have to set intentions. And I think like- Yes. Being, that again, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> even if it's not intentional. Even if it doesn't feel yes. intentional, you have to set intentions. Um, yes. And so this, this kind of time, this being yeah. sheltered in place is yeah. a good time to do that and to sort of think about uh, what it is you want to do. Um, and why and why you make what you make, and you may you may discover some things, especially those of us who have been who have been grinding a lot. 
and and even working a lot you know you might discover that that there's a there's a hole there and you can actually you can you can get the thing you can you can fill that <laughs> mm-hmm. gosh man Jaylene, who do we have a question from the audience Listen, I am not good at picking stuff. Like I see so many questions and I'm just like, oh Lord, which one should I pick? So I'ma just, oh Lord, I'ma just, I'ma just jump in on, on something. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Uh, okay. In what specific ways do you suggest we support artists during this crazy time? Um, well, I think um if there's if you see if there's a, if there's a way to support art financially and you are capable of it like you should you should do that um i've been trying to um i wear i don't wear any of my you know because I, I i got on this pink kick but um i i wear a lot of like clothing from from sort of local brand like bay area specifically like bay area brands and so i've been I, i've been like buying a lot of that stuff um of late and philadelphia print works i love speaking of philly i love their their clothes and uh and their messaging and I, so i've been i've been going back to buy a lot of that stuff too um but what if you see ways financially that you can support artists that that, that of course um but i think you know when something like this pops up if you can a lot of us particularly performers but i i imagine every artist is like having to I had this, I started doing, I, the 24 hour plays festival asked me to do some of yes. their viral monologues, right? I love them. Um, so good. Y'all have to, you know what? I'm a, I'm a look up the link so I can yeah, yeah. It's just on their Instagram. So 24 hour plays on Instagram is, is, um, and they, they have all of them and they're, they're doing this great process. I had done, I had done one of the live shows in New York, uh, a couple of years ago. And they asked me what I do in one of these and what I, and those things stress me out. But what I realized was I am, um, I am able to practice most parts of my art in, in solitary confinement, (laughs) in quarantine, I can, I can, I can still write. I can still, I'm being a more effective producer probably than I was before. I'm like, Mm. I can record even here. What I can't practice is performing, really. And 24-Hour Plays gave this opportunity to me and to a lot of other actors to practice the act of performance and to do it with as little judgment as possible. And so um, I think it is helpful for artists if you see an artist practicing production or practicing performing or figuring out a new way to do that, to watch it. <laughs> it is it is helpful to watch it and give your feedback and and um we all we all sort of need to flex that muscle and it's it is we're all trying to figure out how to do that and so i think i love the pieces on there i sent so i teach university students and i sent them there to watch because they were working on monologues from home and i'm saying embrace the form don't shun away from it like we're theater people yeah but we need to say this is a, a unique moment. And that was so exciting to see a lot of theater folk on that yeah. to form and being doing these monologues written by famous playwrights, filmmakers, everybody. And uh, it was so exciting to see you on there. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's been super great to do and like forces me out of my head for uh, for 24 hours. And uh, and there's the the nice thing about that form too that I think all, all artists can sort of take with them is like there is, um, I think a lot of us are perfectionists, right? And we, and we, and one of the reasons that we're, we're, yeah, I know, Jaylene, I know, I know you. <laughs> um, 
And uh, one, of the, one of the reasons that we sort of consistently try to produce high quality things is because we care so much about it. Um, but there is something to be said, and what 24-Hour Plays does so well is sets up a framework in which we know the parameters are this happened in 24 hours. So you can't be that mad at me if it sucks. You know what I'm saying? But that's not really the point. They all end up being great. They're all like, it's a, it's just a stream full of brilliant performances and really good writing. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but that freedom, just setting up the, the parameter of like, this is only 24 hours of my life. So it wasn't even really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Actually leads to some really interesting discoveries. And I think, um, I've been trying to think about that in my other, right? I see a lot of, uh, uh poets, and like bars alums, particularly online, like like doing a poem every day for you know for the month and stuff like that. Those kinds of things, things that test you and force you to produce, even when we're stuck at home, and force you to produce quickly. I think are really good for us um, as artists and as consumers of art. I think it's good for y'all, for all of us to see though, to witness those things. Art needs doesn't really. I don't know. Some people would disagree with me, but I, I don't think it exists without the audience. I don't think it exists in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. um, that would just be a diary entry, and those I don't spend that much time on those. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And um, Nell, who is the artistic director of Theater Horizon, just uh, put up this as a way for those who are in the Philly community and not um, to support artists at Theater Horizon. They have an option there for that as well. Now, I know I said one question, but I just want to ask this because I want you to talk a little bit about blind spotting. Um, mm -hmm. So... Blind Spotted, well, don't know. It is a film that David and Rafa, Rafael Casal created. They wrote it and they're in it. And it is just, it is brilliant. So, um, David, if you can answer this question and just tell us a little bit about Blind Spotting, that'll be our last. That'll be our last thing. Oh, uh, word. Um, is there any other, is there another project you want to work on that will open the minds of the public to certain issues? Thank you, Sadie. Um, well, I think I'm going to answer this question in two parts. One being like, I, I, I don't, I've never chosen a project because I, I wanted to open anybody's mind to anything. That's not really how I operate. I just choose shit I think is good. And, uh, blind spotting, we, we wrote because we, we, um, the issues that brought up in it were sort of secondary to the fact that we were trying to, um, to portray the Oakland that we grew up in on screen appropriately. We had never seen that before. <clears throat> um, and so we were trying to, we were, we were trying to, to solve that riddle. Um, so that was, that was the hype for us. Along with that, like, like good art that speaks to, that exists in a time period, you know, I think you're going to bring, all the rest is going to come with it. Snowpiercer, it's interesting in all the press, like everybody's asking me, um, do we like is it is it gonna be crazy for people to watch because we're quarantined now and the confined spaces on the train and like the mm. class structure and all of that and like all of those things were always present in the show that's not why the show was made but the mm -hmm. you know the way good sci-fi works is it allows us to look at ourselves from a, a little bit of a distance so that we can so we can understand but whatever was going on in the world one of the reasons i liked snowpiercer so much was whatever was going on in the world was going to you were going to see it reflected in the show. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, 
but and then part two of that is that we are making a blind spotting TV series, uh, and we're like deep into the writers' room right now, and it's it's, uh, it's very exciting. I can't like I'm not really allowed to talk about it that much, but that much has been announced, and it's it's um yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's really it's really Ashley's story, so we're all like writing for Jasmine Cephas Jones, which is another uh, delight and honor, and she's amazing. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so, you know, the, the sort of ideas that we were pursuing in blind spotting are, are, we're still, we're still thinking about them and still trying to figure out ways to rep the bay, uh, as, as hard as possible. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh. David mother freaking digs. Thank hey guys. you. In school tonight. Yes. <laughs> this was so much fun, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for letting me dress up and for being here. <laughs> drink margaritas and talk, talk about talk about artsy shit. It's, yeah. it's, it's so nice. as a reminder, folks, Snowpiercer, mark your calendar. Gotcha, Central Park, mark your calendar. We ain't speak about it, but I got you. Soul in fear. I have a four-year-old daughter, and I cannot wait to to take her to this. Soul's gonna be wild. I would, you know, those those dates are all malleable. So like we're malleable. We, except like for except for Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is happening May seventeenth.
Anyway, well, I'm going to stop talking. You.